Welcome to Mind, Body, and Soul Awakening, a show where we celebrate resilience and inspire transformation. Our guests share their stories of how they overcame a traumedy and turned it into a triumph. I am your host, Stars Tita. Get excited and let's have some fun. the mind body and soul awakening show i am your host stars tina can you tell i'm a little excited i'm so excited to be with you again and if this is your first time welcome this is a show where we take those hard discussions those hard conversations and we dig deep 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 into them why do we do this you're probably saying because most people don't do it right uh because it's important it's important if you want to be a stronger person, if you want to be a better person. It's so very important. And I say this because in life, there's going to be tough times, right? There's going to be challenging times and you get stronger when you go through those weeds. So we like to bring light to them and give you the tools and skills and strategies to go, you know, to win in life because we all want to win, right? Like that DJ Khaled song, all you do is win, 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 no matter what. No matter what, no excuses. That is my theme song in my head. All we do is win. It starts right here in your mind. And if you know anything about me, if you know anything about my business, I have four main core values. When I think of core, I think of that foundation, like the three little pigs, how they built their house. How do you build your house? And when I say your house, I mean who you are, your soul, your body. So when it comes to my core values and who I am, the first one is loyalty. Loyalty is so important. And that's tied into your word. Do you say what you're going to do? Do you follow that up? If you say you're going to be somewhere, are you going to be somewhere? If you say you're going to do something, do you do it? So that's the first thing. And then, you know, friendship when it comes to loyalty. So that's one. I'm not going to get to going on a tangent because I could go on forever when it comes to loyalty. And the second one is hard work. You gotta put in the work, guys. And I'm not talking about digging ditches, but I'm talking about that hard work like meditation, like being still, getting up early, exercising, lot of mercy. I just finished teaching a spin class and maybe that's why I'm feeling supercharged and I'm drinking my ketones. I'll discuss this another day. But yes, you must stay hydrated. You must do all those wonderful, wonderful things. So it's super, super, super important that you stay hydrated, that you focus on your pillars, you know? So as I said, the first one is, what did I say? Time check. Core values. The first one, loyalty. The second one, hard work. The third one is important just as well, is, is a faith. Whew. This one's goes super deep, guys, your faith. And you don't have to be super religious. And, you know, when we talk about religion, it's like, well, what religion are you? Do you believe in a higher power? I believe there is one God. And then the last core value that I have is traumedy slash resilience. That's super important that you have those four things combined. And with those, I'm sorry, that's not my fourth one. No, 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 no. Energy, 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 high energy. So those are the four things that combine who I am. Who are you? What makes you up? You know, what, what is your makeup? So to round it up again, just one more time. My first one, loyalty. 
hard work, faith, and high energy. That's the foundation of who I am in my business. And then you have those pillars that keep everything strong, just building through and through. And my first one is mindset. You got to work on your mindset every single day. And, and my thing this time of my life is all about meditation. Uh, the second thing is your heart set. And that is why I do this show. This is why I pour my pain that I've turned into my passion, into my love to you. My heart set is to change the world one person at a time. All the stuff that I've gone through now with all my traumas, if I would have known this five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Lord of mercy, 30 years ago, my life would be so much better, but there's no regret. And I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm grateful that I was able to go through those hard times so that I could teach my daughter, well, this, don't do this. This is what's going to happen. So I can teach those people who've lost a parent, who's lost a child, you know, well, this is how you get through it. So as I said, the first one is mindset, heart set. And the third one is nutrition. Your health is your wealth. And today I actually did a episode. I did a, a live on my YouTube channel. Make sure you go to my YouTube channel. I am SARS Tina. And I talk about your health being your wealth because you only have one life to live and we are not promised tomorrow. Think about in the past five years, two, three, one year, how many people, how many loved ones have you actually lost? And this goes even deeper. It could have been prevented with diet and exercise. You know, today we're talking about fathers. Um, so as I mentioned, mindset, heart set, nutrition, and movement. My mother teaches a class called Silver Stars, and she was teaching her class yesterday, and she made a valid point that you don't that I don't think about. We went on a family reunion this weekend, and everyone had to get on the bus. They had to step up, right? How many of you are having issues just lifting your leg up to get to the next step? Or maybe you're losing your balance when you're walking down and you kind of like waddle. Well, you have to move your body. I'm not saying you have to do burpees. You don't have to do a marathon, but moving your body. So I do run an online fitness boutique studio and Saturdays we do a live class so you can be a part of it, but we have classes for everyone. So I want to invite you to move your body every single day and you can do little steps by parking your car a little bit further. And I sometimes forget about these things. I went to church with my girlfriend a couple weeks ago and she parked so far. I'm like, girl, why'd you park so far? I forgot, you know, that you want to park far. So you have some extra steps to take instead of taking that elevator, instead of taking that escalator, take the stairs. Now let's just say you're already doing the stairs, right? Challenge yourself to go on every second step to make it a little bit more challenging. I love things that are going to challenge me, things that are going to make life a little bit harder because it makes me stronger. I don't want it easy. No, 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 no. I want to be strong. So as I mentioned, mindset, heart set, nutrition, exercise. And then I've added this, well, this one was already here, traumedy slash uh, resilience. You need that resilience to push yourself through. So those are the pillars that, that have me stand tall. And then to round everything off, you may have heard, is the name of the show, Mind, Body, Soul, Awakening. Once everything comes together, you get that beautiful, beautifulness of life, the uniting of everything. So today's episode, and as I mentioned, each week I come through with something that's a little challenging to talk about. And today we're going to be talking about fathers. Uh, I'm not sure if any of you have ever lost a father. If you have a 
know if you know someone who's lost a father. But today I'm going to talk about my father. I have a guest coming through, and then I have an extra special guest. I'm excited, and she's going to talk a little bit about life insurance with us. I like. I'm going to have her come in once a month and share her her knowledge because we all say knowledge is power, right? So. The story of my father really leads to the passion of who I am. And I was in a group training last night and someone had said, you know, I want to be a motivational speaker. I hear people speak and I get excited and I want to do this and I want to do that, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to go, you know? And I said, well, think about what it is that you really want to do. What are you passionate about? And then, then you can find your story. And for me, I'm a person, I'm a fitness professional. Fitness is my passion and I love it. I've always loved moving. I've always loved staying active. And I finally realized why it's so important to me. When I was in college, I went to three different colleges because I always, you know how you have these goals in your life, things you want to do. And one of my goals is to graduate from college. And I went to Montclair State University it was not a university I went there, it was just a college. And then I went to Raritan Valley Community College and I had my daughter at the time. And I took up the, the major of fitness, personal trainer, something like that. I can't remember, but it was something to do with that. And I remember when I was going there, I went to the gyms because I wanted to know well, how much money do these people make? And I went to the gyms and they said how much they made a year. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's not a lot. So it really didn't encourage me to keep that as a major but I did take a nutrition class at the time. And I remember talking to my dad and I was studying this part of my lesson and it shared the facts on death for like the statistics. For example, it said black, the high risk, black men smoke cigarettes, alcohol, uh, high blood pressure, cholesterol, so, like all the things there. And I remember I was sitting in the van. My father had this, this, gray van. He was a construct. He did construct and he did everything. And he actually named his business Katina's or Tina's business. I actually, I have to actually look because he actually had paperwork done up and everything. So I'm in the van and I'm looking at him like, daddy, you have everything on this list. You got to stop smoking. Cause my dad, you know, I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes just because, cause I just want to like put, you know, always had a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> I can't do it. But he would just like, let it hang there. He didn't even have to hold it. And I'm reading this list and I'm like, daddy, you're going to die. Everything on here, you know, you're on the list, but you don't expect your dad to die. Right. Especially he was 49 and I was going on vacation with my two children. My son was a newborn. He was like a month old and my daughter was two. And you know how you love those terrible twos, right? And I was going to Newark airport and he gave me a hug and he said goodbye. And I'm not supposed to be crying right now. But I say that because that is why I don't like saying goodbye. Because when he said goodbye, I never saw him again. And I do want to share something with you as I go on with this story, the importance of how you share with someone that someone has died, especially someone that's close to you. So I'm in this beautiful island of Bermuda. I have my children with me. As I told you, my daughter was two years old and my son was a month. So I called home to talk to my dad. Well, he didn't live with me, but I called. And people, you don't know what you don't know, right? It's very hard to talk about death. It's very 
hard to tell people that someone died. And that's why I think that I pushed myself. Well, I didn't push myself. Heck, God put me here. <laughs> uh, why I put myself in this arena of trauma is because I don't want people to go through what I went through. And the way I was told my father died went a little something like this. Hey, how you doing, auntie? Yeah, where's my dad? Your dad died. No, I'm sorry. She didn't say that. She said your father is dead. It was just very cold. And it just really shot me like, like a bullet. I've never been shot with a bullet or stabbed with a knife, but that is what it felt like. It was harsh. Um, let's just say I was really, really close to my dad. I was that daddy's girl. And I can tell you so many stories about him, but um, actually I'll just share one story with you because it's like kind of gross and disgusting and funny at the same time. So I told you my father smoked a lot and he was known for this sound right here. Does anyone know what that is? <laughs> Have you ever heard that noise? <laughs> so imagine that. Okay. So he smokes. So he had all this phlegm in his throat all the time. And I remember I lived in Patterson and they had these big apartment building projects. I forget what they were called, but there was this bridge. And I remember I was walking across the bridge and I heard that sound like that's my daddy. But this particular time we were in the car and I was sitting in the back seat and my dad was in the front. And he goes <sighs> out the window. What do you think happened to me <laughs> in the back seat? <laughs> the spit went right on my face. Disgusting, right? That is my crazy, funny, disgusting story. But I just had to share that with you. My point is when you're sharing how someone passes away, just be a little gentle with it. And that is why fitness is my passion. And that is why I want you to push through the pain. Now, I'm going to be quick with this next part because everyone goes through the experience of losing a parent a different way, right? And for me, it hit me super, super, super hard. I'm not going to go into the complete details. If you want the complete details, well, DM me and I'll do a second part to this episode. But we have things to do, places to go. Let's just say when I came back to America, uh, my mind wasn't all there. Uh, I was not eating or sleeping for two weeks. And that's not a healthy thing. When you don't eat, when you don't sleep, your mind just, I don't know the technical, you know, I need to have like a doctor on here to explain, but your mind just doesn't function properly. I'm not, I was hearing things. I was, I was not seeing things. I'm glad to say that I was not seeing things, but I was hearing things. Um, like I could feel my father going to different people and to different things. For example, when I came back home, I went to the corner store to visit an old friend when I walked in, I was like, well, where's such and such? And they said, oh, he's laying, you know, he's in the back. So I went in the back and he was laying on a bench back there. And when I walked in, I could feel something. And I was just like, hey, how you doing? And he lifted up his head. He was, he was laying there like he was tired. And he lifted up his hand and he says, how you doing, baby girl? And my father used to call me that. And so again, I don't know if this was in my mind. I don't know if I dreamt this, but it was as if my father went into the body of this man. And for about a week, I could feel my father. I could see, I couldn't see him, but I could feel his energy coming. He even came through my, my stepfather. My mother came to take me to my dad's house so we can get his stuff. And he's there and he's like, well, how do you get to the house? And I was like, Again, in my mind, they must have thought I was crazy. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, Daddy, you know how to get to your house. Stop asking me questions. 
So we're in the car and my stepfather, actually, you know what? I'm going to ask my mother about this story. I never really talked to her about this. Again, people are afraid to talk about those hard conversations because maybe this is something I made up in my head, but I'm going to talk to her. But here goes the story. When is a little something like this? I, he's driving and I'm like, you know where the house is, Louis, just go there. Then we got to the house and he said he had to go to the bathroom. And I said, daddy, you know where the phone, you know where the bathroom is, just go. And he had like, he'd never been in this house before. And he just walked to the bathroom. And my father lived with an elderly lady. He helped take care of her. And it's crazy. He died before she did. And when I brought him in, she looked at me and she says, Tina, who is this man you brought in my house? Because I think she could feel his spirit too. Uh, the moral of this entire story is your health is your wealth. It's important how you share the, the death of someone, especially if you know they're close to, you know, you're close to that person. And my aunt Donna, I have to give her big shout outs all the time because she's a queen when it comes to sharing death. Because when my grandmother passed away, that's another whole story. The way she shared it with me is I, she called me or I called her whatever. And she started talking and she's like, yeah, Tina, mom had a great life. You know, she's just talking. She's just talking me through it. And as she's talking me through it, I can tell what happened. And I just really appreciated that instead of just stabbing me in the heart, it was kind of like a gentle nudge. Like, you know, she's resting now, you know, she's in heaven. And I share that because the tools and the skills, oh, I didn't even get to the major part, guys. I didn't even get to the major part. I'm getting a little tears now. So with my dad in a nutshell, I ended up in a mental hospital for eight weeks. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. Just a whole bunch of drama went on. And whew, they said I would be on medication for the rest of my life for depression or whatever the heck it was. I have no idea. And you know how you brush your teeth like this? I couldn't do that. I literally, everything was slow. It was just like, it felt like I was in this daze. And you know me, right? I got to move. I, I just, I couldn't stand it. So I went to the doctor and I'm like, how long am I going to have to be on these? And they're going to be on medication for the rest of your life. Now, I'm not suggesting that you do this. Don't do this. <laughs> I did it. But I just stopped it. I was like, I am not going to live on medication for the rest of my life. I did not like the way I looked. I did not. I did not like the way I felt. I knew that I was destined for greatness. And I was like, I mind over matter. I made a decision to push through. Maybe it was because I knew my father would want better for me, but that's what I did. And I share that. What did I do? What did I do to push through? Time definitely helped. It has been, my son would have been 29, 29 years since my father is gone. And you see, I still got a little teary-eyed, right? So time heals all wounds. It's still going to be there, but you get stronger. And to be honest with you, I was 22 when this happened. And that's probably why it was so challenging. And I think God was just setting me up for success, you know? All right. So I'm going to bring my next guest in. Her name is Renee. She's my friend slash associate partner. And Renee, would you like to share your story about your dad with us? Or maybe you want to comment on mine or however you're feeling today. Let's go with the flow. I am feeling so grateful to be here because as you were speaking i was thinking and it was true with my dad as well so much could be avoided and their lives could have been prolonged if they had known what we know now about taking care of their bodies so that's what i how did your father pass away what was his cause of death he died of cancer 
from many years of smoking. That's why I could relate with the cigarette hanging out of the mouth. I'm serious. I'm going to buy a pack of Cools. That's what he smoked. Do you remember the candy cigarettes? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, my, my dad was my hero, not only for how he saved me, but the work he did as I've mentioned before, he was a civil rights attorney. And so I was very, very close from with him from birth. And he eventually he lost his ability to speak, which he was an attorney. So that was very important. Like, so that was very hard. And what I wanted was the last thing that I would ever hear from him was for him to tell me he loved me. And it was. And um, because of my situation growing up, I, I, there weren't a whole lot of men that I really felt who really loved me. So that was very important. My dad died in 2006. I was a grown adult and still it was very important to me. And um, that was the last thing that I heard. I remember laying with him He, because at, at the end, right before he was transitioned, he just was laying in the bed. I remember I was getting ready to come back to North Carolina and I just lay on the bed with him and his, my arm was actually under his body and for the longest I laid there and um, I remember pulling my arm back because I had to go. And that was the last time I ever saw him. And he was ever, he was able, like I said, to say, I love you enough that I could understand what he was saying. How does it feel today actually talking about it? Because we don't on a regular basis talk about our loved ones, especially if it's been a long time. It, well, you can hear the emotion and it's, and that emotion is an indication of how much he meant to me. I'm very proud of my dad. So it doesn't send me in a downward spiral to talk to him. I'm very proud to talk, talk about him. And I, like you, like I said, when I started out, I wish that we had known more about fitness, nutrition. And yep. 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 So I, I have some information here to kind of help us along. Studies have shown that the loss of a parent can cause increased risks of long-term emotional and mental health issues, including depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. That is one of the reasons why I'm doing this show. That is why I wrote my book. That is why you need to buy my book so you can share it with others so they're not stuck in that depression, stuck in that anxiety because you can get through it. Uh, Emotions that you may feel may be sadness, hurt. That hurt is going to turn to anger. It may turn to rage, anxiety, numbness. Have you ever felt that numbness? It's like you feel absolutely nothing. It's just like emptiness, just you feel guilt, maybe remorse or regret. 
Now, fathers die earlier than their mothers. That's that's pretty popular. And what is the most traumatic age to lose a parent is the age 35 to 45. I wonder why that is. Uh, how old were you, Renee, when your father passed away? Oh, gosh, I need to do the math in my 30s. In your 30s. Okay. So maybe because you're older and you're used to him. So if you're here today, we are talking about the loss of a parent. And I have a special guest that's coming through, Renee. I know this woman. She's amazing. And when it comes to life insurance and all that wonderful stuff, it's so important that you have them in place. So this beautiful queen right here, who's just looking delicious, tap into the conversation if you'd like to share your thoughts, comments, if you want to add anything, and then we can get right into your, your topic. Good morning, good morning. Can you hear me? We hear you loud and clear. Great, great morning to you guys and all of the those who are listening from near and far. Uh, my heart goes out to you guys. Um, I still have my dad, so I can't really relate, but I can only imagine in not having your dad around. Even though my dad lives in Connecticut, um, we don't have a close bond, a close relationship, but nonetheless, um, I know that I am here today and he played a great role in that. So I can't imagine growing up without my my dad, right? Regardless of the current relationship, but still I love him dearly and he loves me. Uh, but I just, I was thinking about the topic. I just couldn't imagine um, not having him around. He was here with me like two weeks ago. Oh, so, it's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, he came, he went to Disney. So it's like, I just couldn't. <laughs> I um, love it. So, yeah. I want to invite you. I want to invite you, you know, I don't know what his health and wellness is, but, you know, put little information to him, whether it's his eating or exercise and stuff. Yeah, actually, um, he go he goes swimming, right? We, in Connecticut, didn't have a pool. Ooh. So he go to the Y at least three to four, if not five times a week. Girl, right? if he can swim, then he's fit. <laughs> Because swimming is not easy. <laughs> yeah, for a 67-year-old man, yeah, he's he's very young too. Um, yeah, he he does. You know, we can do better on the eating. I try to get you know, but he does take you know his medicine, and then he does you know walking and swim. It's like yeah, you go to swim every day. Yeah, he goes to swim every day. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. So I'm so excited that you're going to be with us once a month to because again, these are conversations that are challenging to talk about. And when it comes to like life insurance and all that sort of but before we get into that, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh great. Thank you. My name is Daniela Noel. I live in the great state of Florida. I am a licensed financial professional. I know it may be, you know, you're probably more used to financial planner, financial advisor. We are totally different beasts in our own arena. Um, I've been in the insurance healthcare for the last 29 years, right? Um, so I understand the importance. I've seen um, a lot um, changes through the industry, you know, known and unknown. So I can speak on that because I have seen it firsthand and now dealing with my clients um 
directly. So my goal is to educate my clients about the different type of insurances, how to leverage them, when to buy, when not to buy. So um, definitely I consider myself, um, I'm grateful to be put in that space to be used as a spokesperson for those, right, who are in need, right, of insurance or having coverage for their family as we know it is just like death right it is a taboo conversation because it ties right yes, into that. yes 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 death right so whenever people hear life insurance okay i'm gonna die but i'm here to enlighten you no fear you don't have to feel of that word anymore because i'm gonna bring light to the word how you can you it says life insurance it doesn't say death insurance so that is my purpose to enlighten to empower people of all color and race you know especially women right um how to leverage how to use how how that can become part of your everyday language part of your family budget it needs to be discussed at the table so, so i have a question for you really quick what what have you found how many years have you been doing this or how long have you been doing this profession um 20 for the last wow. Yes. This is a part of you. Okay. So you've seen yes. a lot of situations. Can yes. you share an ins um, a com a a instance of how the easiest way you've seen to bring this conversation up for families? There is no, I'm sorry, Tina, there is no easy way, right? So, and of really? course, it's an education thing, just like, you know, there is no easy way. There may be an easy way to say, okay, your dad passed. But bringing the subject, right, that um, at the table, at the family reunion, right? But it's a conversation to have. There is no easy way of doing the discussion other than to have it. Hey, mom and dad, if something should happen to you, you know, um, how are we going to handle, you know, your estate? How are we going to handle your funeral? Um, which is why a lot of people are going to go fund me because they're not prepared. They're not having those conversations. And also, um, a lot of money goes to unclaimed property. You'll be amazed how much money goes to Talk to me about that. How does that work? Property. So basically a lot of people, they have policies, but never disclose them. They never had that discussion with their family. They don't know if mom and dad has a life insurance policy. And a lot of times you cannot find the beneficiaries. So they end up going to unclaim properties, right? So like in Florida, we call it treasure hunt, right? So I encourage you guys to every now and then go to your state, unclaim property. You may have money, you know, they're just for you. So it is good to have this conversation. It's a um, being prepared, right? Proper preparation prevent poor performance. Exactly, so it exactly. It's good to be prepared. Have those conversations. They're going to be tough, right? But you must have them because it, it can affect your family, you know, um, greatly by not having those conversations and not being prepared. Okay, next question for you. Where have you seen an instance where it was beneficial for the family? Or a story that just stands out in your mind. Yes. So I know we um discussing about dad today, and I have two stories, you know, of a mom and a dad. So we have this nurse, right? Three kids. 
Um, in this case, she was the breadwinner, right? She was a nurse, worked night shift. She had a flat tire, pulled over to change her tire. This is routine. You have a flat tire, you pulled over to fix your tire. She got hit by a drive-by driver, killed. So here is dad home with three kids. Dad, young kids, now cannot go to work. He has to be mom and dad. And your first check, and they say you never forget your first the same way delivering that $250,000 check for the Wait. first time. Yeah, she had insurance, thankfully. So delivering that check, because as uh, representatives, we can have the check come to us and we go to the funeral and deliver the checks. And it's not going to bring mom back, right? But giving him that peace of mind that he can take time off from work, right, to grieve, to mourn, to help his kids deal with that drama. So that's what Life Insurance was able to do for that family. Re really quick, because I want to make sure we tap into this. How can someone contact you if they're looking to, sorry, I'm just, where'd I go? I'm here. I'm here. I just hit a wrong button. Sorry. Uh, how can they contact you if they want to get life insurance or have some questions about it? What am I doing with everyone? Now you're muted. We can't hear you, mama. Is that you or me? Renee, can you hear us? Forgive me guys. We can't hear you, Daniela. Renee, can you hear Daniela? I cannot hear her, I, only you. Yes, Daniela, we cannot hear you. We're gonna get her information for you. Maybe she has to go out and come back in. Raise your hand if you can hear me, Daniela. This is live, this is live. She cannot hear us either. All righty, so Daniela, go out and then come back in. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's it there, I don't know. But Renee, have you ever, she can't hear us either. Renee, have you ever, had an instance or a story with life insurance that you had to use or had it. Oh, I know. Can you share about the home with your, your, uh, with your parents? Remember oh, your, your oh yes. Yes. So, so yes, the, I have had the um, experience with, with life insurance and my dad, when my dad passed away, he had it set up as that his home as a life estate and what that meant was the home was in mine and my brother's name, but my mom had the right to live there as long as she wanted. So when we got ready to sell the house, it required mine, my brother's and my mother's signature because it had been set up as a life estate. And that enabled that, that was done for tax purposes and to ensure that my mom had a place to stay for the rest of her life, as long, like I said, as long as she wanted to be there. I love that. Thank you. And that's got to be good for some people to have that safety net, you know, of when someone leaves, because that's hard. You know, and I loved how she said the, the, 
dad got a check for $250,000 and it's not even the money. It's just the peace of mind to be able to pause because when someone close to you dies, a father, a mother, and you have to take care, it's like, you don't want to have to work. You don't, you know, not to say you don't want to work. You're not able to work, you know? So that is super, super important. And I'm hoping she's back. Say something for us, Daniela. I am back. Yay, she's back. She's back. I'm like, what happened? So I'm not sure if you heard Renee, she was sharing her story about that, but you were talking about how great it was to share that information. Absolutely. So I want to, I know we're talking about fathers, the role, you know, let's not take shot away from the topic of fathers, right? In the household. So I did a quick um, search, quick statistics, and this is as of 2019, we know that the dynamics of family have changed over the years, but it seems like, right, most households still have fathers and mothers. And do you know those um, families where fathers and mothers are, are living together, 80% of them are breadwinners. The fathers? Yes. 80% of them. And so here's what that, that statistics plays into our society. Those who are raised with fathers are twice likely to go to college. Ooh. Whereas um, I think 85% of boys, especially raising with fathers are less likely to go to jail. Mm. So fathers, yes. So fathers play a great role. They are breadwinners. They are normally like the disciplinarian. So and so they raise the family, right? I love that. I, I wanted you to share your information. That's where you kind of got cut off. And then we have another oh. guest to come through to speak about fathers. Today, if you're just tapping in, I shared my story. Renee shared her story in regards to losing her dad. And now we have our wonderful guest, Daniela, on here, who's talking to us about the importance of having life insurance. Daniela, if someone wants to get in touch with you, how can they contact you? Um, I am on Facebook, Daniela Noel. I am on Instagram as I am Daniela Noel. You can't miss it. My blue, uh, dress, my blue top. Daniela Noel. Can you spell that for us, please? Because I got a lot of Daniela's. Okay. D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A Noel and O-E-L. Wonderful. And I'll make sure in the description of the episode, we have that here. We're going to continue with you, Danielle, but there's, you guys may see her on my side. Most of the time, her name is Veronica. And I said this on Saturday, I sent her a text message. And two years ago, I met Renee, and it's actually officially two years that I met her and started working with her. Renee started as a client of mine, a personal training client, and then she saw a post that I posted on Instagram that got her very emotional, and she says, Tina, I feel that your son brought me to you, because I kept saying, why is she so nice? Why is she doing all these things? I couldn't get it. I like People just don't do nice things for the fun of it. They don't you know, go the extra mile. So this net, where did our Daniela go? Yeah. Some people, <laughs> Daniela just having a party over there with her camera. So this next woman came into my life like a lightning bolt less than two weeks ago. And this weekend I was texting her and something sparked in my head and I was like, I get it. I get it. My son, 
you know, whether I always say people come into your life for a season or reason or a lifetime, and whether it's just for this season or this week, I appreciate this woman so much. And we have something in common because she lost her father as well. And I'm not sure if she's able to share her story, but make some noise, give it up for the beautiful. Hey V, how you doing? Uh, you know what? Every day is a blessed day. I, and I appreciate Renee and all of you amazingly for uh, blessing me with the opportunity to share my story about my father. And I love that word you used, Renee, about gratitude. Yes. I, I do want to apologize, though. I asked you how you're doing. And I don't like to be asked. And a tip, don't ask someone how they're doing if their dad dies. Don't ask someone how they're doing if their son was murdered. You don't do that because how do you really think they're feeling? So I apologize for saying that. I, I make a note to not say that. So welcome, Coach V. Welcome to the conversation. <laughs> I am. I try to be so bubbly for those of you that watch watch me. But this is. I was telling her yesterday. Um, for those of you that may watch, please forgive me. Give me your grace. Because when we talk about it, it feels like somebody's taking my heart out of my chest. So I'm gonna do my best to keep it professional. <laughs> Forget the professionalism, girl. This is real life, and I thank you for coming on and showing your face, showing your pain, because the whole purpose of this show is to get it out. A lot of people, you know, we last week we spoke about domestic violence, and I asked someone to speak, and they're like, "No, I don't want to talk about it. You have to let it out to show people, even though you're hurting, you still look beautiful, girl. Even though you're hurting, you can shine through. Give us a memory, a memory of your dad that, and how did he pass away? He was the happiest man in the world. I've never met a man that was the, as happy, joyful, and kind as my father. I mean, we we all hell could be breaking loose in life. A tornado, a hurricane, serial killers everywhere. My father would be smiling, say, everybody, it's going to be okay. I don't know how, but he made everything okay. And so for me, it's been a year. Um, he passed away of a heart attack. Um and because I worked in healthcare for so many years, I've, I've struggled with letting go because I am OCD about being prepared for anything that goes wrong. Uh, <laughs> and so I kept in contact with his PCP and his pharmacist. And I was very, his cardiologist, I gave him, got him the best cardiologist. And I, I trusted people in his, because he was in New Jersey when he passed, and I'm here in Georgia. And I, and I gave everybody specific instructions on what signs to look out for when they notice a heart attack. How, ladies, we know most men are going to say they're okay, even though we know they're not okay. Because, um, you know, our loving men in our life, all of them are sometimes some stubborn, right? And so he he did what I told him to do. He went to a friend's house. She saw the signs and she left him alone. And when I asked her what happened when I went up there, she told me that she left him on the floor. Apparently, her father even saw the signs. He was struggling for air all night. Apparently, her father walked over his body, and he was left on the floor struggling for air all night long. And I don't know if those of you that can understand, but when the most important person in your life is just left to die and suffer all night long, and you're not there, when you grieve, the hardest part, I think, is the guilt that we battle, the guilt, of, especially for we as women that want to we, we we take we have we for those of you like that are like me like that's why I love Starcina I love you Renee I love you Danielle we all that have that in common like we're very strict about our household like we're very strict about the people that we love and how they're taking care of. we have our system and when that system is not followed things like this that could have be avoided happen and people were very careless and I'm struggling with that but you know what Starcina the reason why 
I'm going to be, for those of you watching, I'm going to be very transparent. This woman is the most amazing, one of the most amazing women I've ever met. And as she mentioned, she as she's noticed me for two weeks, but I've been watching her for on Clubhouse for months because I don't trust people for one. And I'm very strict about who I who I open up my who open up my heart to. And she's very consistent. And she's the most selfless, one of the most selfless people I've ever met in my life. And she when she, there's a lot of coaches out there, right? But this woman loves from her heart. And she has selfless love. And in my, my spiritual belief, I love leaders like her that are very selfless. Even when they're hurting themselves, even when their mind is breaking, they're still loving from a selfless place. And that's why I admire Renee and you, Danielle, as well. Very selfless, loving women. It's very rare to find that now today. People are very selfish nowadays, right? Yes. So I, I love you ladies for because of your heart and how you how you're transforming your pain into helping others to heal because it's hard. This is this is not just a lights and camera. This the reality is that people are, yeah. are, are committing suicide and going to drugs and alcohol because they don't feel hope that the pain will ever get better. But you give you ladies give people hope that the pain does get better. It's been a year for me and even though I'm not holding it together always, I'm here with these ladies and we're determined to help you heal. We're determined to help you get through it no matter how hard it is. Don't be ashamed to reach out to us to let us know that you're hurting. If you feel like you gotta be a strong woman or man, this is a safe, healthy space where you can let your guard down and know that we're not gonna judge you, whatever your outlet is. We can help you with tools that is a health. I was drinking. I did not have a healthy outlet. I wanted to take a bat and I wanted to hit everybody in the world around it, okay? I was drinking, I was, I was crazy out of my mind. I did not grieve the proper way. There's no proper way. There's no right. There's no but wrong. I, I have uh, recently given my life back to God, and I'm trying to do the steps that I can take to, to serve Miss Beautiful Stars Tina, to serve Miss Renee and Daniela, so that together we can all help serve all of you that are watching to get through your grief. Gotcha. And again, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up because people need to see this. And I love how you keep me accountable. You're like Renee. You're like, accountability number one plus Renee's <laughs> meaning with everything I'm doing. Veronica's like, Tina, people are waiting for this book. People are waiting for the people are waiting for the show. I have a, a friend I know and her father passed away. And a year ago she was, he, he was very sick and she was crying so much. And I was like, wow, you know, when that day comes, it's going to be tough for her. And Veronica, I hate to tell you this. When, when did he pass away? What month? Um, March, 2022, it's been a year and I'm still barely okay. holding it together, trying to put on my hair. Well, I say that to say, when I'm in my brain, I'm still struggling here, but. Well, yeah. I say that to say, because usually the second year is harder than the first year. So hold on to your coattails and you're going to get stronger. It's not going to get easier, but you're going to get stronger as time goes on. Just tap into all the tools. And you know, the, the first thing she did, you heard her, right? She tapped into me. If you need to borrow someone else's strength, then do that. That's what I do. Let me tell you, I do it all the time. That's how I'm so strong. I look to people that have gone through what I've gone through. They have what I want. And I'm like, okay, that's what I want. Boom. And you just kind of suck their energy. So suck my energy, take my energy, take my wisdom. All, and I, you missed this earlier. I don't know if you heard me, V. I said, all the things that I know now, 30 years later, after losing my dad, I'm sorry, 29 years, it's been since I lost my dad. 
all the stuff I know now, if I would have known then, life might have might have been a little easier. But I don't, you know, I, I take it the way it is. And just things, you know, is in general like that. So we're going to end with Daniela giving us a little more insight because I love this topic because I got to talk about my dad. You got to talk about your dad. And did you give us a story? I don't think you gave us a story. Give us a quick story about you and your dad, something funny or something wild you want to share with us. My dad was awesome because he let me be who I am. Like, (laughs) first of all, he he was very strict about teaching me how a man should should love a woman. So I've been getting roses since I was born. I've been (laughs) taking on daddy-daughter dates since I was like one or two. Um, Because he had a high standard. He was very strict about if no man is treating you at this high standard, he's not good enough. So I appreciate that. Can we, can we get into that for a hot second? Ladies, ladies, maybe some women, Veronica, don't have father figures. They had those daddy issues. That's a whole nother topic. All right. If you don't have that dad there to say, well, this is how you should be treated. Read the Bible, one thing, but you should be treated like a queen. Share with us one tip that your dad taught you about how to be treated like a lady. Let's talk. Treat her like a lady. Okay. I'm not singing it too well, but <laughs> I deserve to be respected, protected, not, not just physically, but spiritually as well. I mean, that would pray over me. My father was book smart and street smart. He was a gangster before he gave his life to the Lord. Hey, um, hey, hey. <laughs> he taught me what signs to look for. I mean, just in survival about trust. Okay, help us out. That lady is out there. She's listening. She doesn't know what to look for in a good man. What are three to five, maybe seven qualities you look for to have a good man, V? Help us out. Help us out. I am I am single because of my high standard. But um, <laughs> the signs that I look for is, number one, a man that is kind in his heart. No matter how much money he makes, is he kind? Does he disrespect you, especially in, in public places in front of your family? Does he allow you to be vulnerable when you need to? Um, does he make you feel like you can talk to him about, is he your best friend? Um, does he add to your life? You know, if you say that you want to lose weight, is he telling you, uh, don't lose the weight, just put it, keep it on? If that's okay, if you want to, if you want to do that, but if you want to be healthier, is he supporting you in that way? Is he supporting you if you want to continue your education? Um, if you, uh, you know, I, I battled uh, weight before I lost 100 pounds. Is he supportive of you if you're struggling with losing weight? Does it make you feel sexy still? Is he fun? Some women, like, have a part of those stuff where they just want to, they want to go on a car ride again and be adventurous. Can he allow you to be adventurous, that adventurous part of yourself and just be that schoolgirl again? Um, that, those are the things I look for. The main thing is, does he put God first? Does he uh, does he respect my son? <laughs> does he you know? Um, does he well, did he stand up for human beings? If even my father was even if somebody was homeless, he gave to the homeless. You know, a lot of people are flashy, but is, is he helping to give? Is he a, does he have great leadership? You know, I have a long list. So. <laughs> so the reason why I'm getting emotional, it's not for my father. It's gonna you're not you have no idea. So listening to you talk, Veronica, it's so freaking scary. Okay. okay. Let it out. Let it out. This is a safe space. We're promoting a safe, healthy space, right? It's got to be a safe, healthy space for the lady that's always pouring out love. Those of you watching, she pours out so much love. For those of you that that, that are questioning if you want to sign up for her as a health coach, sign up. This woman is genuine, real, always pouring love. Absolutely. So yep. Go ahead. Let it out, Tina. 
We love you. You're surrounded by love. You're surrounded you by love. It really scares me because I get really close to people easily. And Veronica, you're just tapping so close to my heart. And it's like, okay. it can only be from God. It can only be from my father, my son. And it's just like scary because you're, it's so perfect. It's like, a perfect peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's like a chocolate cake with icing and ice cream. You're just so wonderful. And I'm so grateful to have you. And listening to you talk, it's like you're saying the things that I'm I wasn't even thinking that, but I was like, wow, that's so good. So I'm crying of joy right now because I'm so grateful to have you. And it's scary. It's like maybe she's a unicorn. Maybe she's a robot. You know, I, they have this I AI have challenges. Those of you watching, I'm not perfect. <laughs> It, it's a god in me. It is a god in me. That is it's a god in me. <laughs> okay, guys, we're about to run out of time. So with that being said, I am Stars Tina. We're going to get the line on the bottom going. Trust me, we're going to get it. We're getting it together. This is going to be the number one show. We're going to be on a screen near you sometime. That's yeah. Coach B. That's Veronica. Daniela, leave us with something and your contact information because life insurance, financial freedom is so important. Get us out of here, Daniela. Yes. Thank you, Tina, again for the space. Um, Veronica, my heart goes out to you. May God gives you the strength Thank to you. go through. Um, may he provide you the necessary tools that you need to go through this. I am sure it doesn't get any easier. Like I shared earlier, I can't say I understand. I know how you feel because I'm still blessed to have my dad around. Right. So enjoy him every minute. Yes. So enjoy him that, God will give you the strength to go through. So we're talking about fathers. And I did say, you know, four out of five fathers in a household are the breadwinners. So imagine not having that income because life insurance is supposed to replace your income in your absence. Mom has to work two, three jobs to support the house, right? Not only at first, you know, how are we burying that? You know, debts that you're leaving behind. Insurance is basically transferring risk. You are insuring your liabilities, your home, your college, your kid's college plan. Those are things that we're not thinking of. So you need to be mindful. Okay, if I'm not here, how are my kids, my family going to be able to sustain their current lifestyle? I love it. And how can we contact you, Daniela? Um, Again, Facebook, Instagram, that's the easiest way now. Um, next time I put my company on the- um, Spell it for us, spell your name. Daniela, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A, Noel, N-O-E-L. Woo woo. Daniela Noel on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Daniela Noel. And my company website is Maximus Financial Group. Dot com. Wonderful. It is time to dance it out. Time to dance it out. Yes, yes. And you are unstoppable. I want you to dig deep for that special gift. The gift that God gave you and only you to change the world. You made the decision to join our tribe. Your vibe is your tribe. Yes. And I want to welcome you to the Shooting Stars community.
Thank you, Dad. Alright, Daniela, I see your girlfriend. You gotta make up a dance to this one. We need like an outro dance. That's right. I can see you glow, shining from afar. Passion in your heart, fire in your eyes. Plus, you wanna rise, lighten up the skies. You're a superstar.